you go. What's up, guys? John Sentez, Brad Berto, Cutter Nation podcast. We miss our guy. First, if you haven't liked to subscribe to the pod, please do it. Um, we, we have got some amazing things going on. We are at the beginning of July 4th weekend, um, going right in July 4th tomorrow. Tra uh, summer training's been going well. The facility is checked. Is checked. It's jam-packed. Um, my general manager just yelled at me for running this podcast right now. So hopefully we'll keep it fast. We'll keep it efficient and informative. But Brad, we miss you. Um, I can't wait to get updated on your situation. So where are you? What are you doing? I forgot who you are. <laughs> that's a that's a loaded question, John, but I miss you guys too. Um, right now, I'm currently in the Bronx, New York right now. I'm sitting in my car right now. I'm on East 145th Street. I'm staying with a friend right here. Um, it's been a long journey away from San Diego ever since I left back in March. So what we did just to kind of, we never really got to talk about like what I was doing. I mean, we have, but like really share what I've been up to. So um, ever since I left, we started out in Florida. Basically, I've been chasing an indie ball contract, right? A professional contract. And in order to do that, I've been trying to play as many games in front of the right people, which includes scouts, managers, agents, everybody, et cetera. So what I did was started out in Florida, played a whole month there, about a game almost every day, about, about five, six games a week um, in front of some indie ball managers, in front of Joe Torrey and the Black Sox, right? Shout out to Joe Torrey. He's been great in providing opportunities and guiding people on what they need to do to get it, not just to get a contract, but to really live this baseball lifestyle, right? It's because it's not just about playing games. It's not just about going to tryouts. It's can you deal with all the things off the field? Can you get to all these places? Can you support yourself? Can you finance your baseball career? And obviously I'm very grateful that Cutter Nation has allowed me to do that. And then, um, which has made it really easy for me to focus on the baseball, knowing that I have a support system behind me. And they left me with, with all the best training and all the best tools to really be successful this year. Right. I feel like I had a lot of success, right? I'm still not signed, but there I'm just being patient, right? I'm doing my thing. I'm playing, I'm playing very well and I'm just waiting for the right place, right time for the opportunity. So from Florida, go ahead. No, I was going to say, I just, I, I, when you were explaining everything, it brought me back to my experience as well. You know, a lot of people, uh, maybe maybe it's, it's been a long time, but myself in the middle of nowhere, no job, mm -hmm. you know, trying to find, you know, somebody to say, yes, please. You know, even my story of getting to the Pecos League is wild because I go to the Frontier League tryout, get into the Frontier League team, do really well, but there's no room because I'm a rookie. And then... I'm driving from Cleveland to Florida, Florida to New Mexico, over to the Pecos League, and then, you know, getting your name on on Baseball Reference is is huge. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I commend you on the. Uh, we've talked about this too at length about how difficult it is just to win somebody over and make them, you know, change their mind about somebody. And it's it's impressive to see you. It's good to hear you in good spirits mm -hmm. too, man. You sound like you're you're doing well. You're doing okay mentally. I I know it can get hard. And that's probably the roughest part. Yeah. Well, what's really helped is that, like, I've been really been able to enjoy the experience, right? And not just hone, like, put all this pressure on getting signed, right? So I went to all these cool places, you know, because there's, there's life outside of baseball also, right? And what I've learned is that when your life is going well off the field, it kind of translates to on the field, right? You know, everyone tries to separate the two. But when your life's 
kind of like all messed up and jumbled up off the field. And it's really hard to just turn that all off and be successful, right? When everything's kind of going in the same direction, right? It's a lot easier to have success, to enjoy it, to enjoy the time off the field, to enjoy the areas you're at, right? So same thing. I got lucky that I never had to play in the Pecos, right? Because I've heard, you know, a lot of weird things about it. But in 20, like 2020 was like my first year of pursuing indie ball. And I got really lucky that COVID actually um, helped Joe Torre create the, the Yinzer Pro Baseball League, right? And in 2020, it was a legit league with with legit pros, right? Those four teams. It was on it was on Baseball Reference, so that's my first professional experience. Numbers on Baseball Reference, and I did well there. And I played with guys who you know played affiliate ball, Double A. Uh, Brandon Phillips was in that league. Right. On all these guys, a lot of the guys are still playing in the American Association Atlantic League. Right. So and that was a really good first thing for me to go to instead of the Pecos League or doing a bunch of other random stuff. Now, now, the years after that, I, you know, I had had my injuries, had all that. We dealt with that. And, you know, that's when I found Cutter Nation and I was able to really focus on things like my body, my health, my finances and really slow down and really set myself up for a successful 2023 season and you know the work that i did versus you know training wise and and cutter nation wise is really i feel like it gave me a good foundation to have success and last the whole year right so from florida right we're talking about driving all these places right so i drove from california to florida and then from there we had the road tour which was a hell of an experience i cannot wait to share all my stuff um the experience i had on joe torrey's road tour where we go and we play against the indie ball teams in their spring trainings, right? We play against them and then with obviously the intention to get signed, but what it really, um, what those games did for me was really give me a lot more professional experience on how to show up to the field, what the competition was like, what the routines were like, what the stadium was like, what the clubhouses were like, right? And, you know, having success there gave me a lot of confidence going the rest going the rest of the way because I knew I could play against with those Atlantic League guys, the American guys, and hit up all those pitchers and do the things that I need to do. So when I'm, I do get picked up, I'll be ready to go and I can compete at that level. Yeah, it, it's – I want to talk about your development that we did from your opinion. You know, you and I have always tried to push the envelope of what training is and mm -hmm. probably – no, no, you are. You for sure. You're you're the first pro guy on the hitting side that understood what I was saying, right? right. Like from the jump, like you showed up. I remember day one. You're like, I'm here for live at bats, and I'm like, oh, oh my god, who are you? Yeah, I can't wait for this. This yeah. is fun, you know. And so, um, you know, from from your perspective, you know, on, on the effectiveness, you know, I understand. I know what you're going to say, but you know, this sound clip's going to be important because we're going to yeah. use it. But you know, what do you what do you what do you feel was the difference for the cop you know because to me you showed up confident you were that guy you, you never wavered on what i saw that you were the person that's where we vibed you were the same guy every day no matter what even you know me i could i could have given up a hundred runs yes in line of bats and i'm just gonna all right sweet let's you know that was fun was you know fun. and move on Right. Exactly. Yeah. That was a blast. And there were times, that, yeah, right? I like, yeah, I went like 0 for 7 in live at bass. I probably struck out three or four times. There was one day like that. And I was really mad, right? I was really mad. But after that, I was like, all right, it's all good, whatever. It's one of those days. But, um, yeah, live at bats and facing all these pitchers, facing you, facing Taylor, Eric. So, and it's just 
finding a way to make training harder than the game, right? In baseball, it's really hard to do that because the game is so hard, right? But there are ways that we found to do that. And obviously, live at bats is number one. Live at bats is king, right? And you face guys that are better than you, right? You face either pitchers or hitters that are above you, right? That are better, that played more ball than you, have done more things, right? Maybe throw harder, do whatever, right? You really get to learn how to hit those pitchers, right? It was going deeper for me as a hitter than just swing training, right? It's hitting training, how to make decisions, right? Timing, right? Making decisions at the right time and stuff and how to deal with the mental ups and downs, right? And what we call is being in the fire for that long. I remember the first time we did live at bats, it was like three hitters versus eight pitchers, right? And we all got like 20, 30 at bats. And that was like the first time I was like gassed from just taking at bats. Like my body was sore from just taking at bats, right? And it's just like being in that fire for so long helped me really um, kind of when I felt that tiredness in the game, especially mentally, right? Like my fourth fifth at bat of the game like maybe you're 0 for 3 and you don't want that fourth at bat right but that fourth at bat probably the biggest one because you come in a situation where you need a uh an rbi knock right or you got to do something to help the team out right so i was like okay i've done this before right and also so one of the biggest things like i think we talked about this in the last time we did a podcast but if the pitcher is not better than john Sintes, he's not good you know what i mean yeah and so that kind of again Gave me a lot of confidence like oh this guy curveball sucks this guy oh it's a cutter guy right but eh, i've seen so many of those already it's all good i know how to hit those so it's just that training that we did with live at bats advanced bp where we take you and we shorten the distance to make it harder on the hitter right and we take the we take the our machine and crank it up and do all these different types of pitches right it's better it's it's made me confident now that i've done the hard work in the off season so now like my in-season work is really fast bang bang i could take some t-swings there's one point in the Yinzer, the past season that I just did, I took BP maybe about three, four times that whole time, right? It was quick T-swings, quick two three, quick two rounds off the machine, boom, done, right? I'll just yeah. show up to the field, boom, get my knocks, hit my doubles, and, you know, I didn't have to worry about it. I was stress-free. It was great. Yeah, that's that's sick. That's, you know, it's, we, we love, you have a phrase. Can you tell me your, your phrase about uh, hitting before? Oh, yeah, that? don't cram for the test. If you study before, you're ready. I love that. All the people that got to take BP, got to get all their fields in, all their drills in, you know, two hours before the game, whatever. Like, I don't even need BP. So, like, we've done all that. We've done all that. Yeah. What, so, else? what else is there? Is there? Just go. It. Just go. Yeah. I love so that. If we can show and go in golf, right, we can. We should be able to show and go in baseball. You know I mean? That's what we're actually good at. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we can show and go and golf. That's good. Yeah. That'll be the title of the uh, of the pod right there. Yeah, that's dope. Um, we can show okay, and go so, right. Take okay. So take me through. You know the Yenzer League. Um, first of all, let's start with the stats because you you told us about it and I read it, but I had to read it like three times. I went to I went to um, Eric and I was like, "Am I reading this right? Is this yeah. num- are these numbers correct? Because this nope. is wild." Yeah. It was right. They're right. like one the 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 thing about the Yinzer. So what what the Yinzer is? It's a free agent league ran by Joe Torre and the Black Sox, right? And what it is, it's a great avenue for people to continue playing when they're not signed, right? So whether they're free agents looking to get a job or whether they just got released, right? A lot of people call it Joe Torre, right? What do I do? You know what I mean? Come play in the Yinzer. Stay ready. Keep playing, right? So we played about we played a game pretty much every day. A couple double headers. A couple days off. But we think we played, I think we played a total of 30 games um, in one month. 
So um, what the Yinzer did for me was I got to take all the stuff I learned from Florida, all the stuff I learned on the tour and really hone in on it in the Yinzer, right? Uh, and su surprising enough, right? You saw me in live at Bass, right? I'm swinging, 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 swinging. The one thing I took from the Yinzer was uh, how to really feel the strikes on auto takes, right? I've never auto taken so much in my life, but <laughs> you know what it led to? It led to, uh, I learned how to really score runs. Right? If we talk about changing the score, right? That's our philosophy. You only get so many chances to score some runs, right? And one of my goals in the Yinzer was to lead the league in hits, runs scored and bags, right? Those at uh, me being the size that I am lead off hitter, maybe one, two, seven, eight, nine guy. Those are things I, I'm not going to be the bomb guy, right? I hit one bomb in a hundred at bats, right? That's not, that's not a power hitter. Right. But what I did do was I filled up counts. I took my walks. I got my knocks. I got my two out knocks. I got all my run score. I got my bags. Right. And what that did was it allowed our team to score a lot of runs, whether when we we're hitting or not. Right. So like what the Padres are doing right now, they have all these all-stars that should be banging, banging, banging. But when they're not, they're not scoring runs. Right. So what I would love to see out of the Padres would be, you know, a little more small ball, fill up counts. Right. I saw, I saw, you know how many times I've seen guys swing first pitch and ground into a double play, right? And that yeah. boom, that just takes all the pressure off the pitcher. Yeah. Right. Same thing, or like if long innings, you know, everyone should know after you come off a long inning on defense, like you kind of have to fill it up on the second one, right? And what my tra I'm going to go back to the training. What the training helped me do was I was not afraid for any pitcher there, even the best ones there. I was not afraid to get to two strikes. Right. I have never auto take. I've never auto taking three one so much so much in my life right? <laughs> i was like all right throw me one more strike and then let's go yeah, and yeah. then all right, boom, all right ball four all right yeah, cool. exactly. i'm gonna steal my bag exactly. you guys didn't even see the record that we my team had so we ended up, when, so the, the team i was on we won so many game, games that we even we scratched the playoffs we were like 24 and four <laughs> and we had guys batting 100 we guys had batting under 200 we had maybe three or four guys batting 300 Right, two or three guys, and everyone else. But what those guys understood, right, maybe at the bottom of the lineup, even me, was like, all right, they're leading off the inning. There's nobody on. Just fill it up, right? Just fill it up, fill it up. Take take at least one strike. You know what I mean? Take at least one. Go ahead and hit behind in the count, right? Like, you can ground out 3-2 all day, right? A ground out on 3-2 is way better than a ground out 0-0 or even 1-0. Like, people get to 1-0 and then ground out, right? And then how that just makes the pitcher's job so much easier. So like, all right, I would go one zero if I'm leading off the inning, right? Like, like a lot of times in college, I was I loved hitting the first pitch of the game, right? I loved hitting that first pitch. Guy knew it was gonna be a fatty, but this time I I barely swung first pitch of the game. I was like, all right, one zero, all right, cool. One zero is a great pitch to swing on, but if I'm leading off the inning, right, I'm gonna make him throw another strike. So all right, boom, one one. Okay, one one. Okay, if I will get a fatty, I'll swing. Right, two one. Okay, two one. All right, I don't need to swing here. Boom, three one. All right, three one. Auto take. Three, two, all right, boom, three, three, two, all right, now let's go, right? Boom, I foul a couple off, right? Whatever, either I get on, I get a knock, or I get out, right? But at that time, I had already seen six, seven, eight, nine, ten pitches. So what happens is when those first two guys do that, now it allows the three, four guys, right, to get their pitches, right? If, if a pitcher's working hard to get those first two guys out, maybe a guy gets on, maybe he walks the guy. Now he's going to be a little bit more aggressive with those three, four guys. He can't be as careful with those guys. And we had three, four, five guys that can do the same thing, hit with two strikes, fill up the counts when they needed to, or go swing it when there's runners in a scoring position and they needed to hit. So we scored a lot of runs. And then just one thing I really, one of the other biggest things I learned was 
doing the right if you do the right thing on the baseball field you will get rewarded right when when uh, you're 0 for 2 right or whatever and this okay second runner first and second right i don't want to bunt i want to hit but if i bunt on a guy over you know you'll get rewarded for that right if i don't want to fill it up I'm like oh i want to swing first pitch but i i take and i fill up the count for the team now either i get a walk or next at bat i get a knock just I kept getting rewarded and rewarded with hits and hits and hits and hits and just because I could, no matter what, I was trying to do the right thing for the team. And it gave me a lot more confidence. I scored a lot of runs. I did end up leading the league in runs. I was like tied for first in hits, tied for first in doubles. I let, I was tied for first in bags, right? And it just kind of showed that, you know, doing the right thing gave me those results. And that's what I was focused on, was doing the right thing instead of focus on getting those results. Yeah, that's 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 awesome. One pitch at a time. There's a there's a bunch of messages inside of what you just said right there with, mm. you know, just <clears throat> navigating the game in general. You know, I, I think it's very under talked about about how what really what you said, and think about it. You just gave a manager slash hitting coach's response to the game, but from the player perspective, okay. also showing the math of how that produced runs. Yep. Right, like what that did. You, you you exposed a lot that we talk about all the time. How many guys, Burrow, can pitch out of the stretch? How many actually can be effective with a runner on first base? Yeah. Get your pitch and get it. And that was one of the things that I prided myself on. Like, sure, you know, there's people that don't even – I asked a coach in here recently, uh, do you know how to get a ground ball? And yeah. they couldn't answer. Uh-huh. And I was like, that's hilarious because myself – I know how I would do it. I was just wondering if you knew how to do it, you know, right. which is also a different feeling altogether. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So like, you know, runners on runners on first was like less than two outs. It was kind of like one of the hardest situation. not I mean, in the past. It's been a harder situation for me because like, I just felt like I needed to drive the ball in the gap. Right. But if I can just right even there, if I could just fill it up, at least do that for the teams, get to full count, see five pitches. Right. More than likely, I'm not going to ground into a double play, right? But if I do end up grounding into a double play, at least I, at least I made him work for it, right? And now that pitcher's annoyed, right? All the pitchers say, like, you guys just take the two strikes. It's so annoying. Well, yeah, it's because you guys don't have the stuff to strike us out. You know what I mean? And if you do, great, good for you, right? But at least we made you work. And then what we do, you know, nine-inning game, right? You get the starter out of there in the fifth inning, right? In the fourth or fifth inning. And now, you know, the reliever guys come in, you do the same thing. They can't. You know, and then it just tacks on, just tacks on it all. Eventually, it just, it just keeps going. And that off, and when everyone's on it, right, that offense is going well. Even when you're not hitting, you're still scoring runs. Yeah, it's, it's, it's obvious. You know, we've been, I've been watching you score runs and do stuff digitally for a while, and, and so, watching that video of you just like smacking ball, just hitting little dumpies and just like here and there and like scoring runs. I was just like. Really not surprised he's been doing that to me for a minute. <laughs> and that was even all of them. That was only like maybe like a quarter of them. Yeah, yeah that's awesome. Was that's awesome. I love that. Yeah. That's cool. It was so funny that all these pitchers were throwing me outside and I just kept banging doubles <laughs> off the wall and backside. And like, I don't know how many times. Like, I mean, I guess, I guess I'm not going to go yard that way. So might as well. But it was great. You know, I mean, that's, that's when I knew that my swing was good. And then my training was good because before, like those fly balls to left were getting caught. Yeah. Right? You know what I mean? Now they're at least banging off the wall for doubles, hey, right? Hey. They're not going over just yet, maybe, but it's close. Maybe one more year of, of becoming even more explosive, one yeah, more of a good eye. You I know? still got way more. I think those yeah. things are going to go over next year for, for sure. sure. Yeah. For sure, yeah. It's going to be fun to watch you get deeper and deeper into it and just be like, yeah, uh, yeah here we go. Here it goes again. 
we'll get started. I can't I can't wait to come back and really like bring back what I learned for everybody there because it's really like a different bird else coming back. That's cool. Right. And it's well, gonna and be- you only get that playing. Yeah. You know, you only get that like trial and error, like you said, like okay, especially the leadoff guy, right? Like you or you know you you understand your style of like you're trying to create runs, but yeah. your creating runs is gonna be a little bit more, you know. Marcus Ginobili, kind of like we're gonna get a lot of assists here. I'm gonna we're gonna score some runs, but I'm really gonna try to score from first every time you can, you know. Right, right. And that's that's your your game with that is is money. Yep. Well, that was one thing I struggled with going in like my first year of pro ball, right? Because I was always in college, right? Also, I'm swinging, 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 right? And that's very college like, right? And that's very college versus the like what counts to swing on, when to take the pitch, right? And I struggled with that early. And, you know, my numbers kind of showed that, you know, I was getting frustrated and stuff like that. And I can tell with the guys coming in, especially like the free agents, where I was telling them, hey, C1, you know what I mean? C2, tell them to take the two strikes. I was like, but I want to swing that first pitch is me. But like, but how many times do you get out on the first pitch? Right? If you're batting 400 on the first pitch, you're, if you swing the bat, you're more than likely to get out. Yeah. Right. And people get mad, mad, mad. And then like, oh, look at there you go, swinging at the first pitch again. And now he's pissed, right? But like, dude, if you just did the right thing, at least you could feel good about the at bat. Yeah, for sure at least feel good like we did all like people were asking me like Berto, what do you think here? i was like oh see one you know or swing away i'm like hey maybe bunt one you know like <laughs> and then I, I eventually like the whole team just got on the same page like yep yep on the same yep um they were they were happy to do it right they might end up striking out but they saw five six pitches and boom they get a fat pitch you know right god god forbid we're all on the same page of scoring runs right guys yeah yeah everybody we're just right. trying to score. There's, right. the, there's right. so many different ways to score. Maybe we should just try a bunch of different ways to yep. score. Yep, yep. And, you know, when everyone's up in the vibe in the dugout was, was, you know, we talk about the vibe at the training facility. The vibes in our dugout was, they were great. You know what I mean? When everyone's on the same page, nobody's worried. You know what I mean? Everyone's staying positive, right? Everyone is for the team, right? Then it becomes just way more fun to play. Like the teams that we're beating, we can tell, like, their dugout look it just looked like people weren't having fun on the other side. Yeah. I was like, oh so I hate to be in that dugout, you know. <laughs> yeah, no and then, Bro, yeah. that wouldn't be our vibe. For yeah, sure that wouldn't sure. be our vibe. Like, what are we doing? Yeah. So we turn the music on. What's yeah, going on? For sure. <laughs> for sure. Are you guys mad? What are you guys getting so mad for? You know, stuff like that. <laughs> yeah. Why are you so, so mad? Yeah. Well that's yeah. that's dope, man. I'm I'm excited for that. I can't wait to to get a breakdown. I'm sure we were gonna make a video and do some good stuff from that. Mm-hmm. Um mm-hmm. With with the pitching that you saw, right, compared to what you trained, do you feel like you accurately were able to – I mean, granted, you haven't even seen the new iPitch, so that's right. going to be a whole other realm for right. you in there. Oh, is that is, – is is the pitching – were you able – obviously, I'm I'm a unique shape of a right. pitcher, right, not only with my size, but, like, how I throw the baseball. Right. How, Did you – were you able to – you know, we talked about before about categorizing pitcher, pitchers in a certain way, like I'm a – downhill cutter guy right mm-hmm. you know how many did you did you see any new did you see any new species out there <laughs> new species of pitcher well first of all i would say like with with the pitching training with all the you know the pitches that i faced like it, it just raised my standard of pitcher right like i said before they have to be better than john Sinters for in order for me to consider I'm not them good. very good right <laughs> <laughs> but what what helped me out more was just Every day, just listening to you guys talk about pitching and throwing, right? And obviously, I'll be training my arm with you guys too, right? I can see things way sooner, you know. And it's cool that Brian, that Brian's out here with me too. Well, he was in the injury, 
right? And he just confirmed, he's like, oh yeah, I can see them when they're going like this, they're cutting around it, the arm path is late, you know what I mean? If they're opening up early, you know, the downswing guys, like, okay, if they're breaking like this, he's going to miss arm side every time. If he's a cutter guy, if he misses arm side, he's going to, you know, if he misses fastball arm side, he's going to come back to the cutter, you know? And it was just things like, I saw things way earlier, you know what I mean? And I saw the way their arm action works, so I knew exactly beforehand how their pitches were going to work. That's great, dude. That's cool. Yeah. That, yep. that's that's really cool that's some that's some high level stuff that yeah. you know i mean think about it, like you've you've been probably thinking this way for a while right but you've been around us what two years right i think before yeah, a little over two years two, now you know, two, but brian not brian had only been around maybe six, six months or so just but plus yeah. he was up and down right so yeah. even him seeing all the stuff and understanding it, it's cool that that you guys and did you go obviously you guys were on the same team no we were playing against each other the whole time oh that's yeah. even worse well they couldn't yeah the thing is they couldn't like dude if brian was on my team it wouldn't even be fair well it already wasn't fair if you won <laughs> but on paper, on paper it was it's actually we had less signed guys who had been we had two guys in our lineup that had been signed right whereas on the other teams right they had like four or five six guys all had been signed right and, you know the pitching they kind of dispersed the pitching enough to try to make it equal right so the pitching was about the same right but our lineup was just like everyone's on the same page, the vibes are good, you know what I mean? And the movie was time to came to swing the bat, we could swing the bat and catch those barrels and hit the bombs that we needed to. So it was just I mean, it was a lot of fun just winning all those ball games. And having Brian over there, you could tell like the difference in that bat, you know what I mean? The difference is like, oh, he's seeing things really well, you know what I mean? He's uh you know, he was just confident. You could see the swings that he was taking. Every you know, almost every single swing he took was an A swing. It's like, oh shoot, you know, now he's a threat, you know. And stuff like that. Well, love seeing the upgraded, you know, you know, threat levels of our guys too, where they're well, you probably shouldn't mess around with them. You might, you know, get smacked. Yeah, Brian, Brian came out the gate hot too. He went three for four with a bomb. Every single ball he hit was an absolute barrel, probably a hundred, just line out, line out, line out, right? And then people started fearing him out a little more, right? They threw him sliders, you know, they just lived away with him, got him chasing those sliders, but then you know, towards the end, he was like you know, he kind of learned how to spin on those. And just when he got his pitch, he was, he was hitting almost every single ball hard. And it was great. And, you know, it was super fun to watch because, like, oh, yeah, it's my guy, yeah, you know. Exactly. Yeah, for sure. It's always yeah. fun. Even if, you, if you're playing against him on the field, you're like, oh, well, if you're not pitching. Dude, it was right, even more fun. Was, yeah, exactly. It was, it was even more fun. I'm talking shit. You know what I mean? We're trash yeah. talking. Because he lived with me, right? Yeah. Like, <laughs> he comes home and says, hey, Berto, we finally beat you guys, you know. Well, you know, after one time, it was <laughs> Uh, I can see Brian doing that. He's great. Yeah, he was awesome. It was great. Everybody, everybody loved him out here too. And, and you know, he's definitely one of the next catchers to go out for sure. And that's what I told him, bro. Best catcher. Here, that's bro. cool. It, that's awesome. Good. He's he deserves it, man. He they never took no for an. Oh yeah, absolutely. What you gotta do? Was that like two catches that got released from the Atlantic League showed up right as he showed up too? So automatically that kind of puts him down on the depth chart. But as you understand, all right, this guy has 100 games in the Atlantic League. So, you know, but, Brian, you can be better than those guys for sure. Yeah, for sure. You definitely right. stacked up. That's yeah. cool. Yeah, absolutely. And he saw that he stacked up. He's like, oh, dude, yeah, I got it. Yeah, that's it was great. That we, I talked about this um, in a podcast recently with um, Jake Savicki and uh, Nick Tanner, College Burnout. We were talking about, like, being comfortable actually being there, right? Like, um <clears throat> For example, we were, I was telling about Evan Weed, who you did the analysis with, and and who, like, now I ask him this question every day, and and Chile Smith, I ask him that, too. Hey, I go, hey, are you going to play college baseball? And every time, they're like, yep, absolutely. 
right? And it was because Evan played in a collegiate game. He literally was, he was like, oh, this is it. I'm like, yeah, dude, they're all, they're all like a little bit better than where you are right now. You're fine. And this kid's, you know, junior year, going into junior year right now. And so like, by the way, we he said it today. If you watch that video again, hey, look Ken Griffey on the end of it. Little, little, yeah. If you watch, there, there's a there's a boomer he hit out um, right after our live AB day that we hit, and you can see he's got that like little, the way he drops the oh, back yeah. behind him. I'm like, saw, there's I a little, little, there's a little, there's a little Ken Griffey Jr. in you, kid. And he's like, really? And I'm like, you didn't even uh, know. <laughs> uh, also, funny is like when I, when I did that call with him, right? The first thing he asked me was, "Hey, do you see anything wrong with my swing?" <laughs> right? You could only imagine how that went, right? Oh and, yeah. We probably spent about 30, 45 minutes talking, and we didn't get to talking about his swing in probably about minute 35. You know what I mean? So, and, and, you know, I'm sure he learned a lot. I hope he did. But he was very responsive, and he's like, oh, yeah, all oh, that makes sense. You know what I mean? So, you know, and that's yeah, how we, you know, we, he has, he has a pretty good swing. He has a really good swing. And yeah. so, you know, he was striking out some, whatever, striking out a lot. And then I just kind of told him the ways, like, how to really evaluate his at-bats, not just on the swing. And he took a lot from that, and it was great. Yeah, he's been a completely different kid since, really, probably that game and the conversation oh, with yeah. you where he's way more focused and understanding, like, what's going on, you know? And now he's, yeah. like, now he's actually chasing the numbers in the right way. He understands what he's trying to do. And he's, like, he, I think he was ta- he told me the other day, like, each week he's gotten a half a mile an hour out of his PR. There you go. And I'm, like, oh, you're going to be – you're going to be 16 yep. with 100 exit velo? And he's like, that's yep. the goal. I'm like, sick. There you go. I said, just to, let you, just to let you know, Dean Navarez has the record at 113. He's like, 113? I'm like, yeah. goals, kid. Dean Navarez is like 10 years older than you. Yeah. You've got 10 years to get 10 miles an hour. You're going to be fine, dude. You're yeah. going to be fine. You're just fine. Keep going. With those, with those MLB baseballs, too. You know what I mean? 110s, 115s you see out there with those MLB baseballs. Oh, my God. The, and the, I mean, the balls well, are just been wild lately. Right, right, right. And then there was one time, you know, my my numbers were, you know, were right around 100, you know, mid to upper nines, you know, hit a, hit a few 100. But then I hit one, like they had this, they just had like a stalker, right? They didn't have hit tracks. But then one of my guys told me, like, I hit one backside off off the wall, right? And one of my guys said, yo, Berto, that was, uh, he goes, that was 97 off the bat. I was like, ooh, backside in the air? There you go. Like, they, like so I knew where I was at, you know what I mean? Okay. Yeah. That's a hard hit in the air, backside. There you go. I'm like, well, I'll take that. So I know those balls I'm hitting full side. Those are, you know, that's just right where I want. To hey, you got it. You got a guy in the comments here. Yeah, Will, hey, what up, Brad? Up, to meet you in Windsor. One of the best uh, dugout guys there is, right? You know, there's guys that don't have feel. Don't you know when you're on the bench, right? You gotta have you gotta have feel, right, of how to act and what to do on the bench, man. This guy, Will uh, Will Himmerig, man, he was he did him. Him and Midnight Moose, and they're two guys, two local guys from Washington, and they loved hanging out with us. And they did almost any single job in the dugout that you asked them to do without even asking, right? So they are, they you know, they're throwing balls back to the center fielder, first baseman. They're doing bat boy. They're coaching for, they're warming up the right field. They're spotting the guys in the bullpen, right? And, and you know, they're being positive, right, and stuff like that. And those are the guys you want to have in the dugout, right? Not the guy who's, who's pissed that he's not not playing and not doing shit, right? Or he just struck out slamming his helmet, right? You don't want to play with those guys. But Will Himmerich and Midnight Moves, those guys were welcome to any dugout I've ever in. So they were, they were awesome. It was great. Yeah. Sounds like it, dude. Yeah, it was uh, – uh, I remember so many guys that we 
I was I was that guy in the Pecos for sure because there were nobody, you know, and yeah. our our situation, I'm not sure if I told you about our manager, but we basically had like one and a half coaches is what I call it. Our manager, Bill Moore, RIP, was a <laughs> this is how I met him. This is the greatest story I've ever talked about this guy right here. He literally introduced himself to me as Bill Moore, former uh, Navy SEAL car dealership slash strip club owner. I went, <laughs> where? I go, where's the baseball, man? Where's the, right. Like, that's what you led yeah. with? And he's like, well, you know, I had some businesses back in the day, but those supported my baseball addiction. I said, okay, I can feel you here. That's, mm -hmm. That'll work, you know? Yeah. Um, but yeah, he's, you know, that, that league was just wild. But anyway, he had diabetes. He was 80 years old. <laughs> coach and third. Coach and third. So our assistant coach was doing everything. Yeah. So, like, I was I was kind of the one, like, hey, you want me to go to the pen and just, you know, give you one of these or something? Yeah. Like, you're, you know, I, I'll just – he's like, oh, would yeah. you? I'm like, yeah, sure, man. I got you. Yeah. I'll walk down there. Yeah. I'm going to start yeah. harder. What else am I doing for five other days? <laughs> right. 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 So, uh. Well, let's go into some some little. Let's do a little lightning round. Um, favorite field you played at in this trip? Oh, and why? And why? And why? And why? Um, Cleveland Railroaders probably had to be my favorite, right? One like it was in Texas. Uh, I I got to stay with my family there. Right? My aunt and uncle they came to watch me play. Um, the clubbies, the clubhouse was great. The clubby was great. The spread was great. The field was awesome. And we got to play a whole series. And now I figured out that Cleveland Railroaders, they're like the number one team in the American, right? And I, I freaking banged against them. I went like four for 12, a walk, right? Two doubles, right? And so, like, I did really well against guys who were throwing 95, right? And I faced a lefty throwing 96, 97, got a knock off him. And it was just a really good experience. That was probably my favorite experience on the road tour because I got to really just do that. Played four games against them too. So it was great. Yeah. Put that. Yeah, for sure. Put that. Yeah. That was dope. Okay. Um, best hit. Where, where did it go? Who was it against? On the tour? Um, well, okay. Let's see. Hmm. Best hit. Best hit. I like, I like my ones in Charleston. Um, I liked my ones in Lexington. I let off with like a line out to center, but it was like I had really good barrels there. But I mean, it's got to be the bomb I hit in the Yinzu. It was like off the top of the scoreboard. It was really fun. Mm. So that was probably, yeah, that, that one felt good. So I'm going to go with that one. <laughs> a bomb in the Yinzu. Woo! Yeah, yeah, yeah. Awesome. Did we get a video of that? Did we have that? The, the stream actually cut it. It was, I was so, I mean, whatever, but it's whatever. But the stream like glitched. Right as the pitchers in the lineup, it kind of glitch and buffers, and all you hear is whack, and then it kind of cuts, and then it's me rounding first base. So whatever. <laughs> okay. All right. Um, on the road. Okay. Mm -hmm. Go to gas station snack. Oh, go to gas. Okay. Well, Sheets is definitely the best one, best gas station out there. Right. Sheets. Where's that at? Uh, there's some in Pennsylvania. Right. It's kind of like that area. Okay. Right? I think it's a big. But it's, you can make the order food. The coffee there was great. Um, let's see. What 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 I recently just get? So I had to get either some kind of sweet, salty, right? I, I drank a lot of sparkling water, drank a lot of coffee, and I ate a lot of pork rinds and peanut butter M&Ms. Wow. Yeah, that's, that, that, those are my go-tos right. for sure. All right. All right. Uh, best new food play. Yeah, I know you're a foodie. Oh, I know you're a foodie. 
Are you posted the cheesesteak? I was so upset that I was not here for the cheesesteak. Okay, I haven't posted all the things in New York, but I've been here in New York for like two days now, and I've eaten some things that are just different. And, and like, you know, my boy Lou is taking me to all these spots, right? Uh, we had, first day we had like pizza, beef patty with cheese. Then he just took me to this place last night and got a little palito de queso, right? It's a little fried cheesesteak. And it's like, man, this shit is different, right? This is, you only get these in New York. Like the pizza and the cheesesteak, right? It's good, right? It's great. But I feel like you can get New York pizza anywhere. And you can feel like you can get a really good Philly cheesesteak in other places, right? But this beef patty with cheese and this palito de queso, right, so far. And he, oh, he, no, first thing I ate was this little, I, he called it an iced tea. Right, and it's just uh, you know, lady on the corner filling these Dixie cups with different flavored snow cones, right? And man, that was it was it was unlike any icy I've ever had. It was Seven Eleven slush cheese. It was better than Hawaiian shave ice. It was this was New York on the corner ices. It was freaking unbelievable. Wow. It was crazy. Yeah. All right. Didn't even didn't even know about the New York ice game. Dude, I didn't know about it either. We're getting icy. <laughs> I don't want to dish right now. And he gave it to me. What was I, 10? This is different. It's a cup, so you're just like, you know, licking it and like squeezing it out. It was great. It was awesome. That's dope. Yeah. That's dope. Okay. So, yeah, we got a bunch of comments on that, right? Logan's saying what's up in there, too. Okay. Yeah. All right. So, summing up your experience so far, we've tested, you know, we, we had training. We've tested training. We've really trying to go out some stuff. You were able to go out into the wild, right? Yep. Give me give me a one to ten, right? And why that you think that the training was was what was the number one takeaway to the training? Ten out of ten, no doubt. Ten, ten out of ten, no ten, ten out of ten because not just with the live at bass part we did, right? Not because I was able to face um all these pitchers right over the off season like i just felt more prepared right and it was the strength training we did right the throwing training we did like one of the biggest things was me being able to stay healthy all year long right and be able to throw all year long and do all that and so far my arms great right my legs are great i like i know how to work out i know how to do all these things i understand what i need to do to be ready physically mentally you know skill wise but it's all around. So the strength training, live at bats, throwing, every single part of what we did is helped me really just last the whole year and succeed the whole year. Yeah, that then that brings me to another point I was wondering about. So, you know, and this is going to be risky on, on what I'm saying. So you did not, you did zero or very minimal, I would say. Not not zero, minimal. Minimal defensive training. I believe it was one, oh, yeah. one day a week. Monday week, and that was only like in January, right? In January, I was really, and it was just for me to get my get in condition to just run balls down, maybe run the bases, right? One thing I wish I did a little more was more long toss on the field and more throwing to bases, right? Because you know, obviously throwing indoors, right? You know, it's good for strength and health and stuff like that. But when it comes to doing the move and getting spin throw, getting the guy out, right, full speed, throwing to the bat and have it be on the money, right? That's the one thing that. I mean, I did do some of that, right? But I wish I did a little bit more of it, right? Just because early on, my throws were just like, were either I spiked it or just a little up. They were never left or right. I always missed up or down, right? And most of the time, I was like, I was spiking my throws just because I wanted to miss down. But what I wasn't used to was how much the ball took off out of my hand, right? And and, and Andy thought the same thing when I was finally, when he finally came around and started learning the throwing stuff. Right, he's like you feel he almost sailed. Away. He's like, oh shoot, I barely put anything on that team. Just took off. Right? I can see how you just lose yep. some. Right, so that part of 
actually throwing the bases and being accurate was one of the main things. But I was able to do that in Florida, right? Do that as I played, right? I was able to work on that as I played. I didn't need to do that for hours and hours and hours. I didn't need to take ground balls. I was, you know, my defensive training in the mornings at the field where it's like, all right, I'm taking three ground balls, three, three, and then three fly balls, and then that was it. And then get my sprints in just to make sure my legs are fresh, and that was pretty much about it. That's that's hilarious. Yes. You took nine fly balls. No, 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 not even nine. Not even nine. Nine ground balls. Oh. And like six and like five, six ground uh, fly balls. Oh wow, that's dude. That's, that's, that's a lot of running. That's a lot of sprints. You know what I mean? It's not like it's just right in front of me. It's like it's no, like for sure. My left and boom, and then when yeah. uh, defensive training, it was all right. I'm working on straight back. Like I want you to send it. You know what I mean? Because anyone can do the routine ones, but it's the ones where I got to put my head down, steal a hit and, and gap, right? So. You no know, good outfielders steal hits. They steal extra bases, and they steal runs. Right, so that's what that's what good outfielders do. Anyone can do the routine. Yeah, that's that's a good point, dude. For sure. I mean, I've I've had some rough outfields in my day, and oh, yeah. uh, it's it wasn't until my last year that I finally had the MLB the Show situation where I was like, what is going on? Yeah, like oh, you know, that? yeah, <laughs> yeah. Oh, that ball's in the gap. Oh my god, he came out of nowhere. Yeah, you run like. He ran like all the way over there and yeah. got the ball. That's crazy. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Well, that's that's great, man. That's good to hear. I mean, hopefully we'll get be you know when you get back in the fall, you know we've got a bunch of stuff working where we can uh, um, get on a field. So we'll definitely yeah. try to uh, obviously help you get better and fix those things. Those those notes. I was my next question was going to be that, which was, you know, what what are your takeaways on the gaps of in the training on on stuff? Obviously, you know geographically on the field, making throws, trusting the arm, knowing how it's going to go. Is there anything else that you feel that that could set you up to the next level? And I know it's hard to say when you're in the middle of it. Right, and then, I mean, so let's see. Hmm. Well, I just feel like I got to get bigger, faster, stronger at this point or now, right? Just because I did what I had to do hitting-wise. I did have to do defensive-wise, right? Obviously, I still have way more in the tank to get my arm, right? But what I can really help take to our training and our guys is, what I did to score runs, right? We talked about that earlier is, right? Because before in live at bats, everyone's just swinging and doing their thing, right? Because effort, you know, but, you know, but come game time, right, there are things we can do when they're, like, oh, we talked about when you're not hitting, how are we going to score runs? And I think that's, like, the biggest thing we could do because, like, a lot of people were scared to get to two strikes. And they were, like, and even the big guys, my, my boy Mac, he's 6'6", right? He's filling it up, you know what I mean? He's not afraid to hit with two strikes and hit his bombs that way. And he got rewarded for it. It was two strike, oh, double linea on the gap, right? Or now when it's time to go bang, right? Hits first pitch fastball, hits a bomb, right? It was just those kinds of things I feel like I can really bring back to training. And obviously we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna go crazy with the eye pitch. I'm sure you guys already have, and we're gonna get crazy with that. Hundred and three mile an hour curveball. What was that? Hundred and three mile an hour curveball. Oh, there you go. Let's do it. Like yeah. uh Dan Dan Finer caught it. Yeah. We it, it looks like it's going straight to the top of the cage. And so it's nope. like this, it's like a sharp up, sharp down, like, boof, boof, like just wild. What's that? No one hit it yet? Nobody, you know. Well, hey, we got hot eating those guys in there, man. You know, you're going to have to have a talk, talk with them. They won't try and hit that. Come on. First thing is, oh, let me hit that. Yeah, come on. Yeah, you got to show up early to hit, man. It will yeah. show and goes, you know. Right. Right. Is what it is, right? Yep. Yeah, dude. Well, um, this has been great. Uh, you know, you got any uh, anything, any final takeaways that you want to add? No, not really. I think we covered a lot of it. You know, the training, the training's been great, and the training's validated, right? And, uh, and the I, training. What, what about online? Let's do 
do a little online segment, really. Let's talk about what our goals are, what's the focus of the online program for hitting, how, how can people get a hold of you? Let's get that right. clip in. So, yeah, we have started the online program, right? And the biggest part of it is, like, we talk about having the golf caddy, right? So whether or not, like, I see your swing or not, right, especially in season, having someone to talk to and having someone to, like, look at your video or kind of give you a men some kind of mental adjustment. Because when it's in season, it's hardly ever a swing adjustment. It's mostly, you know, mental, right, and, you know, on how to evaluate your bats and how to do certain things, right? And it kind of just gives you confidence, just like, okay, I know what to do now. Right. Okay. This guy's got my back. Right. So, and it's kind of cool. Like if we, you know, the online, I could get to talk about my experience as well. Like all the things, some things I'm going through, some things I'm working on, like, okay, if I'm popping balls, I'm not, I got to do this. Right. If I'm striking out, I got to do this. Like, Oh, why did I not swing at that pitch? Or why did I chase that? You know I mean? It's those kind of questions. Right. And we get really specific on like adjustments that we need to make. Like this year, what really helped me was talking to Chris Calabello. Right. And there was one specific question that I asked him that no one really have, had given me an answer for. It was like, hey, Chris, it was like, I told him I, I chase a lot in three, two counts. Right. And, you know, not a lot of hitters have that awareness on like what they're doing wrong already. I was, but I realized that in three, two counts, I chase a lot. Right. And that's when I really strike out, you know what I mean? And stuff like that. And he goes, oh, dude, just look down the dick. Just look down the middle. If it's borderline, you know, it's 50 chance ball, ball is strike. You know what I mean? You punch out anyway. Right. Just look down the middle. Right, just just actually make it smaller. Don't expand your zone three to actually make it smaller. I was like, oh, it makes a lot of sense, right? So then, boom, now I'm in a lot. The off I'm in a lot of three two counts, and I'm winning those three two counts. I'm either fouling pitches off, I'm getting walked, I'm getting my knocks, something else. You know what I mean? It was just I felt way all right. Three two counts, all right, down the middle. It's just things like that people can give you, right? Chase Arnold has been a good one for me. Damian Jackson has been a good guy for me to reach out. And mind you, these are guys that have hadn't seen me play a game, hadn't seen me take a swing. I might send them a video or two, but they're able to just give me something to get me back on the right track and just give me more confidence going in. It's like, all right, I can do this. I love that. I love that, man. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm very impressed with your ability to articulate <clears throat> the opposing side of what I'm doing. That's what we've always vibed about, about that high-level thought process. And it's funny, you know, we've always talked about creating content inside of that and and talking about what we're trying to do and it it's so funny because you you are the the ultimate opponent as we as we like to call you know and, and being in that level that competitive state a lot of people that watch you and me battle don't even realize it because we're smiling the whole time too you know what i mean right. but it's also because like you know i'm trying some crazy shit yeah. I know you're going to be ready for whatever. Right. If I go, if I go as basic as I possibly can, it's going to not going to work. So I can't do that. Yeah. And then, and every once in a while, I'll, you know, I'll have to do something crazy like throw five heaters in a row. Yeah. You know, and you're like, what are we doing? And I'm, well, like, I'm just trying to keep you. Fresh. I, remember, <laughs> I remember one one pitcher asked me, he's like, hey, how do I strike you out? Uh, <laughs> how do I really like what can't you hit? And I was like, you have to like backdoor something. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. You have the backdoor cutter, backdoor slider. I did get striking out on a changeup that started off ball to strike at the top of the zone, froze me three two. Yeah. Right. It was those, and I, one time I struck out on an inside changeup. Right. It looked like a fastball. I took a massive swing at it, and I was just early, but it was in the zone. It was painted. And same thing. I struck out on like one like backdoor slider, and I was like, okay, I couldn't swing at that. Anyway, that's a really good pitch. You know what I mean? So yeah. I was like, tell me anything else. And there's. You know, another pitcher that he was a really good pitcher. I think he just got picked up to the Atlantic League. Uh, we had a lot of battles, right? But he didn't really miss, right? He didn't, he didn't, he didn't miss middle. We had a lot of long at bats and stuff like that. I was like, all right, 
all right, name's Matt Reach. You know, it's like, all right, Reach, just fuck up one time. You know what I mean? Just make a mistake one time. Because if you, I know if you miss in the middle, I'm going to smack it. Right? And he never did. You know what I mean? I mean, there were a couple times he did. And, you know, a couple times, you know, a couple times he got me. But I just knew in that I bat. Whatever he throws me, whatever, whatever pitch he throws me, if he misses in the middle, I'm going to hit it. But he hardly ever did that. And that's what it, like, kind of took to really get me out. Other than that, yeah, other than that, I was just kind of like, oh, I missed it. No, whatever. Yeah, I mean, even with you, your evolution, I wouldn't say that I was, like, dominating you at the beginning, but I would say there was, like, a challenge, you know? And then as we went, like, it just turned into, well, uh, he knows all the tricks now, so what do we do now, you know? So, yeah, <laughs> you know, it. GM telling us yeah. to get off. He tell, GM telling you he needs you. Yeah, that's exactly hey, what he's saying. Oh, I was wearing that shirt earlier. Oh, oh were you? Yeah, it was great. Thanks, baby. That's probably that's the favorite one. I don't want to say bye. Who's that? Uh, say bye. Oh, John. It's Ronan. <laughs> <laughs> How'd it go, Ronan? Good, man. We learned to slur for them. Oh, dang. Uh, so for you guys that don't know, it's like we're, we're just a, a baseball facility of learning. And it, for us, like, there's so many different ways to learn, to be successful, to explore your athleticism, but it all boils down to, did you score a run or did you let a run in? And, you know, being accountable for either one of those things will really let you sleep at night. The unearned, earned conversation, I'm over it. I hate it because you gave up the run. It was your yeah. fault. Yeah. You're on the mound. It doesn't mean anything. You know, down down south, they don't even they, they just count total runs given up. Not oh, there's, there's a couple of games where the other team blew because some guy dropped the ball in the outfield and we're going crazy. You know what I mean? And stuff like that. It was just like, oh, the guy's walking guys, but we're scoring runs, we're winning games. So that's really all that mattered to us. Was yeah, for winning sure. The, and you know, the kind of results kind of let them take care of themselves. Definitely. All right, my friend. Well, this has been phenomenal. I think we've reached a good point today. Um, mm -hmm. You know, you you keep it up. I hope I hope some good things happen for you too. Um, so tell us where you're headed. Like, what's what's the plan going forward right now? And what and what is the potential time frame? We'll see it. So from here, uh, I think like uh, like mid August is the signing deadline. So I'm gonna stay out here around, keep playing around Joe Torre. We're gonna play some games. You know, starting after Fourth of July, we're gonna have to play like three, four, five games a week, right? Just playing men's league, whatever baseball we can find. I already hit a Ferbs, and he you know pointed me to some place, some places to go check out. Um, but yeah, it's just staying ready now and, and, you know, waiting for the right place, right time, right situation to open up and, you know, hopefully get a call and get some, get some at-bats in the partner league. That's it. So, dude, you're the best. We miss you. We hope you're the best. Um, I hope that, you know, you, you, you were able to become the ball hawk that you deserve and the leadoff man that everybody needs. Mm -hmm. So. Keep going, man. Stay strong out there. Yep. Obviously, you're going to a Yankee game, so your life's not that bad right now. Uh, life is great out here in the Bronx. It's fun. Yeah, and it's, and it's uh, um, pay week, so shout out to the Chilas. There you go. You know? Yep. Yeah. So love you, dude. Appreciate it. Have a you good one. It. Please like and subscribe. Berto, we will be pumping out his story. Um, I know we'll talk to with Bentley and some stuff in there, too, but I can't wait to get your story out for, for all of this oh, as yeah. well. It should be really fun, yeah. definitely. So. Yep. All right, buddy. Appreciate it. Have a good one. See ya.